0: and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season, we're discussing 10 traits of impactful Christian teachers, characteristics we should focus on if we want to go beyond just teaching academics and make it a lasting impact in our students' lives. We're discussing each trait one by one to see what the Bible has to say about it and how it looks day to day in the classroom. Last week, we talked about being humble and genuine, and today, we're talking about encouraging and edifying one another. You know, if we want to be an impactful Christian teacher, one of the biggest ways we can have an impact is just by this, encouraging and edifying one another. I think of 1 Thessalonians 5.11, which says, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. you've thought much about what the word edify actually means. I looked it up in a dictionary in preparation for this podcast episode, and it said, instruct or improve someone morally or intellectually. And I thought, yeah, there's something to that, but I think it's missing some of the actual context that I think about when I think about this word scripturally. So I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance, what does this Greek word actually mean? And it gave much better insight, and it was more along the lines of what I was thinking. The word edify in the Greek actually means to build up. It's a metaphor of someone restoring or repairing a building. So it's that concept that we're building up someone's life. And yes, of course, that it deals with instilling character. So when we're edifying someone, we're helping others grow in virtue, in knowledge, and in character. Now a lot of times in the Bible when it talks about edification, it's talking about amongst the body of Christ. So if you teach in a Christian school, this should immediately resonate with you. You should be encouraging and edifying, building up in Christ those that you work with in a Christian environment. But in a public school, the same thing is still True. Now, of course, it's different. We're not literally building people up in Christ, but we should absolutely still be concerned with helping our students and those around us grow in character and to be speaking truth to them where we can. So, let's talk about some different ways that we can edify and encourage those around us. Let's talk first about students, and then we'll talk a little bit about parents and our fellow teachers and administrators. So amongst your students, one way that you can encourage and edify them is to encourage their character, effort, and their progress. You know, sometimes we tend to focus simply on grades and we simply view our A students or our well-behaved students um, as the good students and those that don't do as well academically or those that are kind of causing problems are, quote, the bad kids. This is not the right way of thinking about it. We need to be really careful. If we, Are we encouraging students in all of their effort? Especially those students that do struggle, they need the most encouragement. They're the ones that are struggling. Do we encourage their effort? Do we encourage their progress? Do we encourage it when they show character in certain areas of the classroom? So let's be intentional about encouraging students um, in, when we do see progress in their lives. Secondly, we should be painting a picture of what we believe our students can do. You know, encouragement is not just praise. In fact, it's, it's different than praise. The word encourage actually means to make someone more determined, more hopeful, or more confident. So think about that. Are our words doing that? Encouragement is way more than just saying, you did a good job. It's making students see that we believe in them. So that they believe in themselves and become more determined, more hopeful, more confident. So ask yourself, how can I encourage, build up my students tomorrow? Let's talk a little bit about edifying our students, which goes hand in hand. Are we trying to build character in our students? Are we addressing heart issues, issues of character? or just the outward behavior. We talked about this a lot in the previous episode of this season, but it bears repeating here. Are we focusing on building character, on building up their lives? Are we just worried about academics and please sit quiet and don't disrupt my class? It's definitely worth taking that extra time to speak, to encourage, and to edify them in issues of character. You know, while we're talking about this, I want to kind of address a false idea that's out there and that is the concept that the way we build others up we need to build our students self-esteem and to do that we need to make them feel really good about ourselves and and in order to do that we do not criticize and we do not quote judge that's a common view these days but it's not a biblical one and it's not a true one let me give a little bit of an extreme example of this to kind of port- just demonstrate the folly of this way of thinking. All right, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Kardashian family. I'm sure you are. Um, we, my, my husband and I, a while ago, before we had kids, went through a brief stint, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit it, of watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It was like a train wreck. It was something you just kind of couldn't help but watch. If you know anything about the Kardashian family... They're very rich, they're very popular, but their lives are a mess. Divorce, um, family issues, it's just, it's just a lot of, it's, it's really almost like a tragedy to watch them. You know, I remember though watching this show and um, Kim had gotten married for the second time and she was about a month into the marriage and things weren't going away- well and she's like, I think I want a divorce, Of course, this was right after a whirlwind engagement. And I remember all throughout the whirlwind engagement, the marriage, and then the whirlwind divorce, her family just kept saying, we love you. We support you. Now, that's a great thing to say to someone. I hope that we love others and we definitely want to support them. But what they really meant was not, we're going to help you through this tough time. What they really meant was, we're going to tell you whatever you want to hear. And whatever you want to do that's what you should do. You should do whatever you want. And that's the problem. Sometimes we shouldn't do whatever we want. Sometimes what we want in the moment is not what's best for us. And this family philosophy of the Kardashians, you can see where it's brought their family. Just, I won't expound on that, but you can see that the devastation and heartache, not due to just to that one factor, but maybe someone stepping in could have prevented some of the issues that they're facing. You know, when we true that that's an extreme example, but I just wanted to to use it to just illustrate the fact and kind of just go against this fallacy. Sometimes you might be tempted to think to be too concerned if I say something that is against what they're doing. Um, what if I hurt their self esteem? You know, when we truly love people and we're close and we're close enough to advise them, and right? I'm not, not talking about strangers. But when we love people, we're in a position to advise them. We need to love them enough to tell them what they need to hear, not just what they want to hear, to tell them what will actually make their lives better, not just go along with whatever seems good to them now, but will ultimately lead to destruction. And when that happens, that's a real loss of self-esteem. We shouldn't be concerned with artificially puffing up self-esteem that will ultimately fall like a stack of cards because it's built on nothingness, nothing except lies. Instead, we need to do the hard work of teaching character. And when our students develop character, work ethic, hard work, the self-esteem will naturally come. The final thing we can do to encourage and edify our students is to pray that we would have opportunities to reach them on a deeper level. In a Christian school, you get a lot more opportunities, but in a public school, you must obviously be a lot more careful and really sensitive to what God is doing and what the situation calls for. But if you teach in a public school, are you praying that God would work in your students' lives to draw them to himself? I hope that you always keep in mind that what your students need most is a relationship with Christ. And while you may not be able to tell them that, God is still able to work in their hearts. Do you pray that God would draw them to yourself, that he would give you opportunities, and that you would seize them when they do come your way? So those are just a few ways that you can encourage and edify your students. And before we move on, I want to tell you that a lot of these actually apply to parents, too. Do we encourage parents? Do we talk about what we can believe we can see in their students? Do we speak truth when parents ask our advice? Do we pray for them and their families? Finally, let's talk about how we can encourage our fellow teachers and administrators. First thing I would ask is, are you encouraging? Do you seek to recognize your fellow teachers or administrators' efforts? When they're frustrated, do you say things that will encourage them? And once again, remember the definition of encourage. It means to make someone more determined, more hopeful, more confident. Do you speak that kind of truth, that kind of encouragement when others are down? What about... um, We talked about this before, complaining and criticizing. Are you a complainer and a criticizer? That is the opposite of encouraging. That is discouraging. So please try try to remember that. I, I know it's way easier said than done. But we're seeking to make people more hopeful, more determined, not frustrated and discouraged. What about when we disagree with administration? We talked about this a little bit last week. But when you disagree with administration, a decision they've made, do you complain Tell everyone else about it? Or instead, why not try going to them with a spirit of, one, humility, and, two, support, with the idea that we are on the same team. We both want what's best. I have a grave concern about this new policy, and I have some suggestions. Would you mind, would you mind if I share them with you? Listen, they're not always going to um, agree with us. But we can go in a spirit of humility, we can go in a spirit of support and desire to make everything better, remembering we're on the same team. And I like I said, if you missed last week, week's episode, after we've said our piece and the decision is out of our hands, we need to remember that we may not know all the factors. There might be other factors in the decision. Uh, I've spent a little bit of time in the, in the back office of a school, and I realized there are a lot of factors that not everyone knows about. And so just remember that when you're really struggling with a decision. Maybe there's something that you don't know. And ultimately, once we've said what we can, that's all that we can do. So that's the last question I had. You know, do we, you sh- we should be striving to bring new ideas to the table. We should be helping our administration in that way, bring up fresh ideas. But we need to also be understanding when they don't implement them for one reason or the other, remembering there may be other factors that we don't understand. The next thing I have is, do we freely share our experience and advice with fellow teachers? Um, I hope that you do. When teachers come and ask you questions, I hope you take the time that you can. I know you have other things to do. But when you're able to, do you seek to share advice, encouragement, and your experience? Now, of course, a little caveat here. Please do this when it's appropriate. We do have to be careful about offering unsolicited advice. um, But make it known that you're there, that you want to help, and I'm guessing there'll be younger or newer teachers that will seek you out for advice. And when they do, be helpful and open with it. And finally, if you are a veteran teacher, think about, think seriously about intentionally mentoring a newer teacher. Whether you're formally paired up with them or not, those new teachers could desperately use a mentor. So whether it's an official title or not, just speak. Pick one out and say, I'm going to be intentional about mentoring this year. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to ask them how things are doing. I'm going to offer that advice. I'm going to build them up and edify them this year. I hope these thoughts have been helpful for you as we think about encouraging and edifying one another. I want you to stop right now and just try to think. We talked about a lot of different aspects, but is there one thing that stuck with you? One thing that you can work on this week to be more encouraging to your students parents, fellow teachers, or administrators. Let's pause and pray for a moment. Thank you, Lord, that these teachers are here and that they have a desire to make a deep impact in their classrooms. I pray that you will help them this week to be encouraging, to be edifying, That they will build up their students, their fellow teachers, their administrators, that they will make them more hopeful, more determined. And I pray also that that someone else would do the same thing for them. In your name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Next week, we're going to talk about, we've been talking about so many different traits um, that are important, but next week, we're going to talk about where does the ability to do all of this come from? And we're going to talk about how it must come from a strong relationship with God and prayer. If you haven't done so yet, I hope that you'll join our Teach for the Heart community. When you join the Teach for the Heart community, you'll receive practical advice and biblical encouragement that will give you the confidence and perspective to not only inspire your students, but reach their heart as well. What that means is that you'll receive a um, email from me each Monday with some advice, encouragement, and a new article. You simply have to go to teachfortheheart.com to join and it's absolutely free. If you'd like to see any of the notes or links from this session, they're at teachfortheheart.com slash season three. Looking forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.